Good morning, I'm Vicky Burton and I'm here to talk to you this morning about the gift of miracles. And um, we're looking at 1 Corinthians 12 at the moment. We're staying in a few verses thinking about the gifts of the Spirit, um, even though we're in the middle of thinking through the whole of 1 Corinthians as well this year. And uh, there's lots to celebrate this week and lots of challenges. So I've invited a couple of people um, to share their testimonies this morning of um, provision and miraculous provision and answer to prayer um, to encourage us all in our faith. And um, also I'm going to um, delve into the, uh, some of the biblical characters to look at um, this whole subject of miracles. And uh, I have to say I've been quite distracted this morning um, trying to put this together. A few technical hitches um, on my part and then also I'm sitting at a window so that there's good lighting um, and I've realised as I've been sitting here trying to prepare and get this um, sermon recorded that there's a wren who's nesting and building a nest right in the um, nesting box that we've put up right by the window so I'm very excited about that so I may get distracted during this talk um, but it's just so exciting to see um, the birds nesting in these places and uh, appearing and singing just outside the window. But before we begin um, to delve into the word, let's just pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for your gift to us of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the miracle of a new life in him, of eternal life and salvation. And we thank you, Lord, for your witness to us of your goodness and your character, your very person, your very nature through your Holy Spirit. And we ask, Lord, would you show yourself to us this morning and reveal to us what you want us to hear and to see. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, I'm going to, before I invite um, a couple of people, I'm going to just read from the 1 Corinthians passage, starting at verse 7, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, and just to kind of um, set the scene. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. There's quite a lot in that sentence. The manifestation meaning, meaning what we can see for real what's really what becomes obvious um, through us and in us. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Obviously, that's for the good of all of us in order to build our faith and edify the whole church of God. So that's really encouraging. And it goes on in verse 8. To, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretations of tongues. And all these are the work of one, the one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Amen. Um, let's go now to Wendy Clow and Graham Wakeman, who've both recorded their testimonies for us this morning. 
I wanted to tell you about a couple of recent miracles that we've just seen at Restore Hope lately. A lot of you will know that we are providing food parcels for some of the vulnerable families that we support. And recently we've started to provide fresh food in boxes for our families. And the first time we did this, we placed an order with our wholesaler and everything arrived that we'd ordered apart from tomatoes. And we didn't want to send fresh food boxes out full of fruit and vegetables and salad without any tomatoes. And so we got together and we said, Lord, we really need some tomatoes here. And literally within an hour, we had another company on the phone saying, we have a glut of fresh produce. Would you like some for free? And so we asked what they'd got and they had kilos and kilos of tomatoes. So we said, yes, please. And we were able to send our boxes out with all of the different items that we wanted. And not only that, we are now um, we now have a glut of tomatoes. And so we've got some of our volunteer cooks making chutneys and soups and all sorts of things that we can add to our range of food. And again, that was just a complete miracle. We needed tomatoes. We had no idea where we were going to get them from. And the Lord provided tomatoes, absolutely plenty of tomatoes. The other thing that we needed was some freezers because we are providing frozen meals for some of our families as well. And uh, we put some feelers out. We rang various electrical retailers and everybody said the same. There are no freezers in the country at the moment. There has not only been panic buying of food at the beginning of the pandemic, but people were buying freezers so they could store all the food they were stockpiling. And so again, we said, Lord, we really need a miracle here because we really need freezer space. Now, we've seen miraculous provision over all sorts of areas at Restore Hope over the last few weeks. But in particular, the freezer story is amazing because we, we had somebody who decided they wanted to buy us a new freezer, not just to donate an old one, but to buy us a new chest freezer. And so they managed to source one for us. And the guys that delivered it were the very people who we'd phoned who said, you're going to need a miracle if you're going to get a freezer. And the next thing we know, they are delivering a freezer to us. We have seen so much miraculous provision, things that various people have said, you're not going to get that. There's, there's no way you're going to get what you need. And every time we've come to the Lord and we've said, Lord, we really need whatever it is he has provided. And we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. Well, um, Vicky's asked me if I would share a, a little of a testimony to a recent answer to prayer. Um, here at Restore Hope, we've seen so many answers to prayer over the last few months. Um, but this is actually a personal answer to prayer. Um, ever since I was uh, probably about 17, 18 years old, um, I've always wanted uh, a VW uh, van, VW camper van. Um, and for whatever reason, it's never kind of worked out. Um, but whenever we go on holiday, whenever we go anywhere where we see them, I always stop and, and look and, and dream a little bit. Um, well, about two weeks ago, uh, Joe and I were chatting about our car. Uh, we needed to change it. We needed something a little bit uh, bigger. Uh, we needed something to tow our caravan with. Hopefully we can go somewhere this summer. Um, and um, we've just been kind of praying about what sort of car to get. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we went out for the day, had a day off. And we saw all these VW camper vans and uh, we were kind of walking past them going, yeah, we like that one, we don't like that one. Dreaming a little bit, wouldn't it be amazing to have uh, one that's got seats in it rather than set up as a camper van 
so that we can take our three children out, take my mum out uh, and have space to carry other people as well. But that could then be converted and put a bed in and so on for the odd night away. Um, and uh, didn't think too much more of it, um, but just kind of uttered a quick prayer. And uh, the next day I came back into uh, to work uh, and I was out on Angel Field. Um, and there was a van, a VW camper van, all set up with an awning on the field. And I thought, do people think this is a campsite or something? Do they, have they just turned up hoping they might get a week away? And so I wandered over to have a chat and uh, it was a guy that I've uh, known for, I guess, probably 10, 15 years, but don't know really well, haven't seen for some time uh, and probably only seen a couple of times over the last few years. Um, but it was him and I recognised him, so I stopped and spoke with him. And kind of long story short, um, he was selling this camper van, um, but he also had a number of other vans that he wanted to, to sell. Um, and I said, well, I might be interested in those. Um, went home that evening, told, told Joe about it. And uh, just again, a quick prayer, Lord, we would love a camper van. The next morning, which was the Friday morning, we were sharing with the team here uh, about the amazing answers to prayer we've seen at Restore Hope, but just challenging the team to say, actually, sometimes it's harder to believe for something for yourself, particularly if it's something that you want and you've always had a desire for, but you don't absolutely need. And it really kind of challenges your, your understanding of God's love and grace as a father. And, and do I need this? Is this a necessity? Um, anyway, I challenged the team on that. And then we had a time of prayer. And that morning, I prayed for the camper van. Well, an hour later, we got a phone call to, from this chap that we'd met the day before to say that he'd been praying and as a family, they felt they wanted to give us the VW van uh, that we talked about the day before. So, uh, so the next day he turned up with his family, gave us this van totally free of charge, prayed a blessing over us and over the van and passed it on to us. And I was just totally rocked. Joe and I were totally rocked because it was such a blessing from God in the middle of a, an amazing season of seeing so many prayers answered. Um, but we were just thrilled and we just want to give the glory to God and use it for whatever he calls us to use it for. So that's our story. Thank you, Wendy and Graham. That's such an encouragement. God is good and so generous. Um, and it's just so lovely to hear these stories um, of what God is doing right now. Um, you may remember or you may have heard Laurie speak about um, a few years ago when he and Wendy were in the Kabira slum. Um, do you remember they went to take some beans um, to the children there and they ended up with not enough beans but having prayed a prayer of faith as they dished out the beans there were more than enough and that is a miracle like Jesus feeding the 5,000 kind of miracle uh, and I want us to really look at the fact that all of these things are pointing to Jesus so the gifts of the Spirit let's remind ourselves are always pointing to Jesus so if it's about signs and wonders or healings or whatever it is it's about pointing to Jesus but also as Chris reminded us um, a few weeks ago last month um, it's also to build up the body and it's I read that passage earlier for the common good um, so what about back in the Old Testament I've got some favorites maybe you have of um, 
of miracles occurring of where God's power intervened from heaven and brought about extraordinary circumstances, things that couldn't have happened in any other way except by supernatural power. Um, remember Moses meeting God in a burning bush and yet the bush didn't burn, but the fire of God was there. Remember throughout Moses' life there were numerous miraculous signs and I was reading in the end of Deuteronomy um, at the very end, the last verse, it says, For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. So at that time, it was the most unprecedented, miraculous intervention of God in, in these miraculous signs. And Moses was noted for that. Um, and by the way, he was in his 80s or something, wasn't he? Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, but also I love um, the stories of all sorts of people, but one of my favorites is Elijah the prophet um, in 1 Kings, lovely to read that again. Um, in chapter 18, um, where Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel and is um, really saying to the people of Israel that turn back to God. Don't follow these false prophets who were worshipping Baal um, and, in other words, worshipping Satan. So he was really desperate for people's hearts to turn back to God. And so he set up an altar and then he prayed. And just before the miracle occurred, um, this is what he prayed. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. It's, it wasn't to prove um, the validity of Elijah or who he was. It wasn't to, to prove anything other than to, re, to engage with other people's hearts and help their hearts to turn back to the Lord. And I think this for me has been really key, looking at miracles and the power and the, the gift uh, of miracles um, and we have we some of us have stories maybe you have stories of miracles miracle answers to prayer miracle provision um, we have many stories of miracle provision in our lives um, from you know sort of no money in the account and a check coming through the letterbox from an anonymous person um, to all sorts of things you know praying I went to um, a place in Kenya where it was so so dry and I turned to my friend and we decided on our way in on the bus we would pray for the rains to come and then the next day they did and we were really cross because we couldn't go to the beach um, but people came to salvation that day hallelujah um, but yeah that so was it praying for something extraordinary to happen the, as Elijah did pray for rain to stop and then to come again, didn't he? Out of obedience, but also to show people that their, our dependency upon the Lord is essential. Um, there are many, of course, stories in the Old Testament, but there, there's none like Jesus um, himself performing miraculous signs, walking on the water, which I have talked about recently as well. Um, feeding the 5,000, which we said before, and many healings as well. Um, and he said that faith, faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Um, so there's so many 
different things. But one of the people I love to read and think about the life of is Stephen, um, who was one of the seven that the apostles commissioned um, in the book of Acts. And he was commissioned to um, administrate the food to the poor. Um, and he was one of the seven that was chosen for that. Um, and it's in Acts chapter 6, I believe. Yes, here it is. And here it says about, this is what it says about Stephen, which really struck me. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And then it says later, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. And it doesn't actually tell us what those signs and wonders were. It gives us his discourse, his, his preach, um, his sermons. It gives us some of what he taught um, the people about and what, how he explained the gospel to them, which is really useful when we want to learn how to explain the gospel to somebody. But, um, but it doesn't tell us what those signs were because it wasn't the signs in themselves that were important. It was whether or not people's hearts were turned back to the Lord. Um, Stephen, um, it says later on at the end of chapter 7, um, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. You remember this? We've talked about this too. The open heaven. And he said, look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He could see and he could and he totally believed this. And I kind of think that that is probably partly why he ended up having miraculous powers, because he was that connected to the open heaven. And the, we were reading the other day um, in a prayer meeting, we were reading Isaiah 64. Um, and the first verse of that that Laurie shared with us is, is it says, uh, oh, Oh, rend the heavens open that um, heaven may come down. And actually Jesus has done that, hasn't he? He has come down. But not only that, he's gone back up and sent his Holy Spirit down. So we know, we know that heaven is open. Yes. And therefore, our, how we respond in our hearts is still key. You know that at the end of this part of Stephen's story, this statement that he made about the heavens being open caused the religious people to be so angry that they stoned him and killed him. And as he died, he prayed the prayer of forgiveness for those people because he was so full of the grace of God in his heart, in, in the depths of himself, that he was able to utter those words of forgiveness, um, reminding us of Jesus on the cross, uttering the similar words, forgive them for they know not what they do. And it strikes me that that is where we need to invite Holy Spirit to examine our hearts and not just how we think or what we might be thinking, but our feelings, like our, our very nature, our heart being, um, and in the Greek, it apparently says something that our heart is our guts and our guts is our heart. So it's, it's about our guts. And, and actually, we need to 
allow God to help us sort our guts out if we are to see more of him coming in in down from heaven if we see if we're to see more manifestly the spirits um gifting in us uh, and that's what i want to finish with today that we need to sort our guts out guys um it's not enough to think it's somebody else's job to pray for miracles or it's somebody else's job to pray this way or to be that way if we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we all have the same access to the same open heaven through the Holy Spirit dwelt in us. And we can all invite Holy Spirit to help us to, to be more connected, more in line with the Lord's will, more open to him, more in conversation with him. I could use so many different ways of speaking and it may become meaningless to you, but if you hear what I'm saying, hear what the Spirit says. Have open ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to you this morning. So let's just finish with praying for this um, open-heartedness to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your generosity towards us. And we want to thank you, Lord, for your provision. But more than that, for salvation itself. And for giving us this spirit, this one spirit, and distributing the gifts of the spirit amongst your people, your body of Christ. And Lord, as a body of Christ, as St. Leonard's part of the body of Christ, we pray, Lord, would you search our hearts and ready our hearts and help us to um, open our hearts to you in such a way that you would give us um, the gifts that you have appointed um, at the right times and in the right ways and in the right places so that more people can see Jesus, more people can know him and so that we can build our faith and build one another up in our body of Christ in St. Leonard's. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>